0: The Lord is speaking to us on uh, the great conflict, the priority of prayer. So please listen very carefully. May the Lord give you clarity in the name of Jesus. You see, we have considered the example set for us in the earthly life of Jesus and the ongoing or current example we have in the heavenly life of Jesus as he sits on the right hand of the Father angels, authorities, and powers subject to him and continues to make intercession for the saints. Amen. These are two examples. The one example set for us in the earthly life of Jesus. The other example set for us in the heavenly life of Jesus. In the earthly life of Jesus, we see that Jesus took prayer as a priority. Jesus prayed all the time. And in the heavenly life of Jesus presently, as he sits on the right hand of the Father, he continues to pray. He continues to make intercession. So, those are great examples. We looked at that some weeks ago. Since Jesus is our master and leader, he is our number one example of godly living. Prayer is a priority for Jesus. Jesus made prayer a priority in his life. He prayed first thing in the morning and throughout the course of the day, he would normally withdraw himself from the crowd just to pray. He prayed and prayed much before any major event or decisions he made in his life. For example, he prayed all night long. Listen to it again. He prayed and prayed much. He did not just pray. He prayed much. He prayed much. For example, he prayed all night long just to make decisions on those who will be his 12 disciples. He prayed all night. And in the morning, he made those decisions out of the multitudes. No, that were following him. He made decisions on those who will be his 12 disciples. Having prayed all night. He didn't just pray for one hour. He didn't just pray for two hours. He prayed all night. He prayed and prayed much. Moreover, we see Jesus praying and fasting before venturing out into public ministry. So we see Jesus again that he prayed, not just prayed, he prayed much. Here he prayed and fasted for 40 days and 40 nights just before going to public ministry. Not little prayer, much prayer. He prayed and fasted. He didn't just just pray because you can pray without fasting. But he added fasting to it. And he did it for 40 days and 40 nights before going to public ministry. That is a lot of praying. It's an example for us. He didn't just do that so that we can just read it and be like, oh, wow. Mm." It's for us to learn from. Amen. Also, we see Jesus praying so vehemently so vehemently before he went to the cross. In Hebrews 5, 7, you know, we see the Holy Spirit giving us a description of how Jesus prayed before he went to the cross. With vehement cries and tears unto the Father. With vehement cries and tears. Vehement cries and tears. He prayed so much that the sweat from his body, the scripture says, were like great drops of blood. Amen. Amen. He was not just sweating. His veins were bursting. that he was sweating blood. He prayed so much before going to the cross. Let's listen again to this. Jesus did not just pray. He prayed much when he was on earth. And he continues to pray now that he's in heaven. Wow. Prayer is something. Prayer is a priority. In Hebrews seven twenty-five, the scriptures say, he is able to save them to the uttermost that come to God by him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. Since he always lives to pray for them. He is able to save them to the utmost that come to God by him. Since he always lives to make intercession for them. Amen. Jesus did not just pray as a matter of of obedience to the divine decree that we see in Psalm 2. Remember that divine decree in Psalm 2 that says, um, No, I will declare the decree the Lord has said to me. You are my son today, I have begotten you. Ask of me and I will give you the nations for your inheritance and the ultimate part of the world for your possession. No, he did not just pray in obedience to that divine decree. Jesus prayed to live. Live to pray and now exalted on the right hand of the Father, he continues to live to make intercession for us. Amen. Mm. He did not just pray as a matter of obedience. He prayed to live, and he lives to pray. Amen. He prayed to live, and he lives to pray. Just like we say, we learn to live, and live to learn. Amen. The day you stop learning, you are dead. Amen. Amen. The day you stop praying, the day you stop being connected with God, you are dead. You may still be walking around, but you are dead. Amen. Wow. This is very powerful and cogent. And you have to listen very carefully. Uh, this is the main, the main, the main thing that the Lord is saying to us today. That you have to pay attention. And not just listen to it, but that the Lord will give you Not just the heart to listen, but also the hands to do in the name of Jesus. So this is very powerful and cogent, very powerful and important. During the earthly life of Jesus, he made intercession for the sinners. Now in his heavenly life, he lives to make intercession for the saints. Now, right now, right now, God has committed to the saints, to you and I, The ministry of intercession for the sinners. That is the ministry of reconciliation of the sinners. We're going to expand on this. And the Lord will give us understanding in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. The ministry of intercession and reconciliation go hand in hand. The ministry of intercession and reconciliation go hand in hand. There won't be reconciliation without intercession, or there is no reconciliation without intercession. The Lord is speaking to us on the priority of prayer. Let's take a look at some scriptures. Isaiah 53. Isaiah 53. I believe verse 12. Wow. Therefore, I will divide him a portion with the great. This is speaking about Jesus, the pre incarnate Jesus. Therefore, I will, the Father says, I will divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he poured out his soul unto death, and he was numbered with the transgressors, and he bore the sin of many, and he made intercession for the transgressors, or he made intercession for the sinners. Amen. There's a lot in that. If you want to be great, you want God to divide you a portion with the great. If you want God to divide you as the spoil with the strong, then, you know, pattern your life according to the life of the Son of God. Especially in that last line that says, He made intercession for the transgressors, He made intercession for the sinners. Jesus made intercession for the sinners. When he was on earth, he prayed for the sinners. You think Jesus was praying for protection? You think Jesus was praying for provision of food? You think Jesus was praying, you know, for some these of no, what was he praying for? Why was he praying so much? It was for the sinners. It was for salvation. He was interceding for the sinners. Now, let's connect that with 2 Corinthians 5, 17 to 21. And this is very rich. Amen. Hallelujah. Many times I have some things laid on my heart and as I begin to, you know, try to put them together, you know, I see some other things. Amen. Hallelujah. I believe that uh, many of you will know that um, if you have things, you know, in your mind, things that you know, you don't know what you know until you begin to put them together. Amen. You don't know what you know until you begin to speak. You don't know what you know until you begin to write. So it's good to speak, not to speak good things, not just junk because when you speak good things those good things actually come from a variety of things that the Lord has laid in your heart and be like wow is that me? Same thing when you begin to write you know say wow this is beautiful 2nd Corinthians 5 17 to 21 we link it up with Isaiah 53 12 it says therefore if anyone is in Christ he is a new creation all things have passed away Behold, all things have become new. Now all things are of God. All things are of God. All things are of God. Now, if all things are of God, we might just sit and say, wow, there's nothing I can do. No, whatever I do, all things are of him. Amen. No, no, no. God has actually engaged us and committed a lot of things into our hands, even though all things are of him. Hmm? He wants us to be involved. In the affairs of this life, in the affairs of nations, in the affairs of things, in the affairs of your community, in the affairs of your family, he wants you as a Christian to be involved. He wants to involve you in getting things done. So, if you say all things are of him, the Lord is saying to you, get involved. Operate with me or cooperate with me. Let's work together. And this is what the Lord is saying here. Now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry and has given us the ministry of reconciliation, that is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them. God was in Christ when Christ was in the world. God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. And has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Twice. The scripture is saying God has given us the ministry of reconciliation. And again, he has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Now in verse 20, it says, now then we are ambassadors for Christ. Where is Christ now? Christ is where? In heaven.